Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. 11-year-old Kira Christie loved to sing and make videos on her phone. She also talked about becoming a teacher one day because she felt it would be a good way to help people. In October of 2017, Kira was at her family home in Stowe and suffered an asthma attack. Her mom, Christy, rushed her to the hospital, but she stopped breathing on the way. The emergency room docs were able to revive her heart, but she had gone a long period of time without oxygen to her brain. Hi, you're listening to episode 64 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. Kira was moved to the PICU, but really there was nothing that the medical team could do to save her life. When her parents, Christy and Scott, were asked if they would consider donating Kira's organs, they instantly said yes. Kira's liver would save the life of another 11-year-old girl. Her kidneys gave a second chance to a 60-year-old woman and a 59-year-old man. We're grateful to have Kira's mom, Christy, with us today to tell us a little bit more about her wonderful daughter and all she was able to accomplish in her short life. Christy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. How would you describe Kira? Tell us a little bit about your daughter. Uh, like everyone says about their kids, there's no one else like them. They're one in a million, but she was crazy. She was outgoing. She was so quick-witted. She was like one big ball of energy. She was just like, go, go, go all the time. Had to be with her friends 24-7. Back a few years ago, instead of TikTok, it was Musical.ly. So she would make all these videos. If she was here now, she'd be this big TikTok star. And she was just so outgoing. She was crazy. (laughs) Full of energy. Well, she sounded like she's a little ahead of her time, too. Very much so. (laughs) My goodness. May is Asthma Awareness Month. Is there anything Mm -hmm. you'd like to share about this disease? Sometimes people don't realize how fatal it can be. Yeah, her situation totally caught us by surprise. We knew a few years ago she would get really wheezy, and then so the doctors gave her inhalers, and it wasn't like a huge asthma diagnosis. It was asthma, allergies, you know, take your allergy medicines, it'll slow down the wheezing. And just to have it like pop up out of the blue, you never realize how bad it can actually be. Like her attack caught us by surprise. So I think I kind of dumbed it down more to allergies all this time. And she would know when to use her inhaler and everything. But I would say everyone stay up on medicines and keep doing checkups with the doctor so they can keep listening to your lungs and all that. Education and taking it as a a separate disease from allergies. Very much so, because I would just, um, like, dumb it down a lot to allergies. I have allergies, you know, and I would get wheezy every once in a while, but I guess you really don't know how bad it is until something happens. Absolutely, yeah. Let's talk about Kira in the the PICU and when LifeBank approached your family. 
Why was it so quick for you to make that decision for Kira to be an organ donor? I forget when they approached us. It might have been that next night. She was on her machines and everything and really wasn't responding. The machines were, you know, keeping her alive. And then the doctor came in and said, I don't know if we're going to do, you know, a brain function test and see how her brain, you know, if it's functioning at all. And if she's not, what do you think about donating her organs? And Scott and I were sitting across from each other. And I don't think we even made eye contact. And we both said yes at the same exact time. And they're like, okay, well, then we'll run these tests and we'll go ahead and, and go with it. If, if, if we're not able to save her, we'll donate organs. And I was like, and we both were like, let's do this. Like, we didn't look at each other. We didn't say, oh, let's talk about this for a minute. Like, we didn't even make eye contact and just both said yes. Was organ donation something you and Scott had talked about? Not in regards to Kara, but just something in general? I don't think it's ever come up in our lives, ever. I don't even think I ever knew anybody who had an organ donation. Before the doctors brought it up to us, we had never thought about if this doesn't turn out good, what would we do? Organ donation never popped into my mind. So I really hope that if anyone else is in this situation, I hope the doctor... I know they're educated enough, but I hope they're educated enough to bring it up to families because if they never asked us, we would have never thought about it. Many people to have that conversation, you know, if something should happen, mm-hmm. what I want. It's really amazing that you both said yes at the same time without even having that pre-conversation. Yep, exactly. As I mentioned, she went on to be an organ donor and a donor hero. And she was able mm-hmm. to save another young girl and then yeah. an older man and a 60-year-old mm-hmm. woman. Yep. Um, have you corresponded with the recipients or heard from them? Yes. So all of this happened in October. Um, and then we were attending the race uh, in 2018. And we had corresponded letters back and forth with Jocelyn and her family, like the family of the liver recipient. And we were both saying, I'd like to meet you and all this stuff. They got a hold of us after we got done picking up the T-shirt, like the night or two nights before the race. And we were just like, in, we pulled into the driveway, heard from them, were in shock. They live four hours south of us. And they're like, well, what are you guys getting ready for? And we told them and they're like, okay, we're coming up and came up that next day. It was just in time for the race. It was incredible. They drove four hours for the Gift of Life Walk and Run? Yep. Yep. And they stayed for the weekend and then um, went back home. And we have seen them constantly. This year, I think we've seen them more than every other year, but we would see them at least a couple times a year. We were just down there with them last weekend. Yeah, we hang out as much as we can. And we try to meet in Columbus because it's a halfway point. So we've met in Columbus before and hung out for a weekend. What does that mean to you? It's so weird. We just mesh so well. We just get along perfectly. And then there's times I have to sit back and think like, wow, it's like we wouldn't know these people without Kira. And like, and then I have to think she saved this little girl's life. You have to sit and think back, you know, think for a second, like, wow, like my little girl brought us together. It's so sad on one hand and yet so inspirational on the other that another young girl is alive because of Kira. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, considering it. Pretty cool for sure. We did correspond back and forth to the woman that got her kidney. Yeah, I think I wrote her two or three letters. 
I had gotten one from her. According to her letter, she is doing really well. She's healthy. I haven't heard from the man, but just talking, getting updates, I hear he's healthy. So I'm going to write back to both of them again and see what can come of it. I want to bring this back to the Gift of Life Walk and Run because Mm -hmm. you and Scott, your husband, and your good friend, Alyssa, picked this up and you have dominated the Gift of Life Walk and Run for the last few years. Yes. <laughs> um, we love Team Keeny Beanie. We love it. We, we've always loved the name. We thought, yep. <laughs> we just think you guys are amazing. And for the past couple of years, you have been the top fundraising team. Can you talk about why it means so much and why you guys put so much effort into it? I wasn't aware of this walk at all. And then Alyssa, my team captain, she said, hey, there's this race that LifeBank has, and I would like to put a team together for Kira. And I was like, oh, okay, tell me about this. I, you know, I'm, I'm not aware of it, whatever. She had had a family member, like a young family member, pass away, and he was an organ donor, and they had a team for him years back. And she's like, I think this would be great to do. And I was like, fantastic, you know, let's do this. Um, I told Kira before they took her off the surgery, I said, I'm going to make sure that everybody knows your name. So I'm going to fill my promise to her that everybody is going to know her. So I said, well, we're not going to be a small team. I'm going to get as many team members as we can. And then for anyone that doesn't know, we have bright orange team t-shirts. So we stand out that way. And so anyone that sees orange, I want them to be like, oh, there's that team. And I want to raise the most money so that everybody knows but everyone knows who she is. She just drives me to make her team the biggest and best. It's always a presence at the Gift of Life Walk and Run. And even though it was virtual, and we'll be virtual again this year, mm-hmm. we just are so grateful for all that you guys do. And you're right. Everybody knows Team Keeny Beanie and, and Kira. So I do a lot on Facebook and getting people on Facebook. And I like to tell how LifeBank was there wasn't a moment that they weren't there. They would talk to us in the hospital. They would explain every situation that was going on, what the next steps were. They call to update us that night after she's in surgery. They keep in contact with us. So I like to make a point. We're just not raising money so that everyone would know her name. We're raising money because they're saving lives. And I just want everyone to know about them and how I want everyone to be an organ donor. I remember sitting in the hospital and I was letting everybody know that she wasn't going to make it, but that she was going to be an organ donor. And I said, if I can't take my baby home, I want someone else to be able to take their loved one home. So being able to, even though I couldn't go on, I want someone else's family. And to be able to see like Jocelyn and her family, like she's cheerleading, she's playing softball. She's active, you know, to see someone else be able to do, and she reminds me of Kira, do the crazy things that they do, even though I couldn't have that, I want someone else to have that. So I hope everyone else has that feeling too, that even though you couldn't save someone or save your own child, you can save someone else's child and then they can grow up and and have a nice, healthy, happy life. Thank you for sharing Kara with us. We are just 
so proud of you and her, Scott and Alyssa, and everything you've done to not only help benefit LifeBank, but really to keep your daughter, Kara, alive in everyone's heart because she is. She lives with us every day, and we appreciate that. Thank you for reaching out to me. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, always on lifebank.org slash resources. We encourage you to subscribe and we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.